A lot of you have been asking me for insomnia treatment options, so I want to let you know I have launched an insomnia treatment course. It's a very structured and effective treatment program with a lot of clinical evidence support. So one course is in Chinese and one is in English. You can find it at deepintosleep.co/insomnia. When there are challenges in our lives, do we give up? Or we try to fight with it. Can you imagine a child with learning disability that reading is so difficult for her, but she managed to grow up, learn enough knowledge, and become a great teacher? Today, our guest Anna will share with us her story of living with dyslexia and managed to achieve a lot in her life. Welcome to Deep Into Sleep. I'm your host Ishan. Anna, welcome to Deep Into Sleep. So great to have you here today. I watched your YouTube video that you talk about a book you wrote. Do you want to share a little bit about your book with our audience? Yes. So I wrote a、uh, a children's story. It's called If Only I Could. It's done in in the style of a fairy tale, where a little fairy in the forest is having a conversation with a tree. But it is inspired by my own life and my own experience. It actually came from a situation where I was sitting next to a waterfall and was kind of inspired by this tree that I saw, and.、Um, I wanted to use that experience to encourage other people, but you know it's kind of silly if you just say, "Hey, I was having a conversation with a tree." So,、um, so I did it more as a children's story with fairy creatures. But the point was is that often we we find ourselves in situations where we think that everything's just against us, and in reality, there's a lot of things that can be、uh, blessings in those situations, and.、Um, We can enjoy the world and life from those places. They don't have to hold us back. I really like what you mentioned that we use a challenge as an opportunity of growing and improving instead of getting beaten up by it and lose hope. Yeah, you know the hard thing about challenges is when you experience them. There's really no magic to make it go away. So you kind of have to let yourself get into this mindset where you can find the best and see how it can make you grow,、uh, how it can make you understand yourself better and understand the people around you better. I I think that often、um, I've seen people go through things and they become very self-centered from that experience, rather than realizing that that experience can also tell them a lot about other people and, and what they struggle. Through and and I think it's important to recognize our own pain and our own struggle, but it's also important to realize that that struggle is something that we can use to include those around us rather than isolate us. So you mentioned this book is based on your personal story. I'm curious, what exactly inspired you to have such a strong passion to write books for children and to pass out such a valuable information? Yes, so there's a lot of different struggles kids can face, but the particular one that I identified very closely with is being able to learn how to read. So、um, when I was a, a kid, my parents tried everything to try to get me to be able to read. It just wasn't working for me, and 
I was able to learn academically as long as I didn't have to learn through reading. It was really hard because the world, especially the learning world, is very oriented around text and the information and the input that comes from text. So I realized through this struggle that, you know, there's got to be a lot of other people out there that need to realize that just because they're having trouble learning in one way doesn't mean that there isn't, you know, other options. There's a lot more people that understand that now than necessarily when when I was growing up. When I was growing up, it was very specialized to be able to get a book on tape. Um, now they're very readily available, but sometimes people don't consider that option as a way to learn for kids or, you know, adults, and sometimes they do. But it's important to look at all your different options for being able to learn and not force someone into one style of learning. So if I understand correctly, your auditory processing works much better than your visual processing when you read information. I struggled with learning through text, but if people read stuff through audio or I could sit in a lecture, um, I would get ace. I actually have my master's in educational leadership, but I graduated from uh, both my undergrad and my master's with honors. But I had to submerse myself into schools with really no social life because learning was such a difficult aspect for me. So I had to put a lot of things on hold just to spend my time getting the information in a format that I could understand it. Wow, that's very impressive. I know to get those kind of degree, you have to read a lot, and reading means you have to find different ways to gain those information. Must be a very difficult journey for you. And I was lucky in that I had a lot of support from family and my community around me to fill in the gaps because it's still not a very smooth track when people try to、um, learn through. Using adaptive technology or、um, tapes, that people say, "Oh, well, it just replaces reading." It, it's really not that smooth of a track, and it really takes the people around you and your professors and and the community around you to fill in the gaps that are there. And it, I was lucky enough to have had that. So, when you were a child, when was the first time you and your parents start realizing something is not quite right? You have to possibly use other ways to learn how to read. I'm not sure whether you get any assessment or intervention in early on. It actually took a while for my mom to want to believe that the situation was what it was. So there was a lot of time saying, "Well, you just have to read." You know, if I give you a book on tape, maybe you won't ever want to learn how to read, <laughs>、um, and maybe your struggle with learning how to read is just that you're being lazy about it and not trying hard enough. So it actually took until I was about eighth grade before I got a formal diagnosis and got labeled. In spite of the fact that my reading was so bad, they did go ahead and read texts to me themselves when I was at home, like my school books and stuff, because. She decided that I was bad enough that she wasn't going to put me in school. She homeschooled, so her and my grandma would read stuff to me if if they needed it. But she still tried to, you know, make sure that I was getting input from trying to read, and it just wasn't working for me. So in eighth grade, they went ahead and、um, got me formally diagnosed, 
And um, after that, the psychologist who diagnosed me, uh, Dr. Wells, he really pushed the idea that I needed to learn through audio. And um, she realized that having audio could actually help improve my reading because I could look at the text while I was hearing it. And it would give me more experience with it and more more hands-on with um, with learning. And it actually did improve my reading once I started using audiobooks with the text. When I talk about improving, it's always very small increments in my case. But, you know, every little bit was exciting. <laughs> Great. I'm really happy you got some professional diagnose and intervention and suggestions back then. So I want to know what that looked like for you when you read. Is that like you can understand every single word, but putting together, they just lose meaning to you? So there's actually different forms of dyslexia because the word dyslexia is really kind of a collect-all term just saying you're having trouble with words. Like most disorders, there's a scale. Some people have something in a very light form and some people have it in a more intense uh, degree. But for me, the type of dyslexia that I have is it's more of what I would describe as chronological dyslexia. So every time I look at a word, there's some that are pretty familiar with me, but for the most part, every time I look at a word, I'm putting it together for the first time, in a sense. I have improved to the point where, for the most part, I can put a lot of words together, especially with context. But I see the sounds and the letters without seeing words when I go to read. I have to kind of put it together like a puzzle piece every time I approach a word rather than just seeing it for what it is. But my understanding of the meaning of the word is actually fine. So for me, um, I could actually read a text and slaughter it, do a horrible job at reading it. But as long as I got a few main words out of that paragraph, I understood it. So it was kind of unique in that way. I see. Sounds like you have a quite unique challenge. I'm wondering, is your day-to-day life impacted by dyslexia? Yes. I actually do use technology now. You know, if I get an email, I can select the text and have it read back to me. But often uh, the form in which I need to do that depends on what form it comes in. So there are some things that are easier to do that with than others, uh, which limits the input of, of text information that I actually get just because there's a few extra steps. And in our society, time matters a lot. So every time that there's a few extra steps to do something, it's like that information's just a little bit more out of reach. I also uh, dictate to my computer now. It doesn't get things perfectly. So I, I do double check it or have somebody else check it, especially if it's a formal a letter and not just to a friend. And uh, as far as my daily life, yes, in a lot of ways, um, I realized even more recently how much it did affect me um, because I was a teacher for a little while. Right now I'm a mom um, taking care of my little one. But during the time I was teaching, it worked well when I was in a school where uh, I had time to um, actually go through the stuff that I needed to. But when I was in a school where the onslaught of information and um, keeping up with everything, it was really difficult for me to be able to um, 
keep up with that, especially since the school system has kind of cut down on having TAs. So you only have a TA for like one period out of the entire day. So I realized that it really did affect me more, more than I wanted it to as far as my career. Um, I do think that there's areas where it will work for me. It's just going to take me some time to get settled in that. And I guess part of why I wrote the book was as I was thinking with the ups and downs that I've had and trying to fit into society with being a little bit different in this way. It's not something that people see when you first walk into a room, but it is something that they learn about you within a short period of time. Sometimes just your presence in those situations that are unique can be looked at a little bit as defiance. I realize, you know, I will be able to find my place, but for right now I needed to um, accept my journey as a mom and um, I needed to realize that I did have something to share to make people realize that they can become comfortable with who they are and um, you don't have to be like everybody else to enjoy life and reach, you know, as I talk about in the book, to be able to reach the sky. You can take in the fresh air that's around you and enjoy the life that's around you. I really like that. Accept who we are, live the life the way we want to, and we don't have to always compare ourselves to other people. Unfortunately, it's quite difficult to do. I know a lot of people are really struggling with it, struggling with what the social norm is, what the expectation is from everyone, from other people, what other people may perceive us, how we can make it look better. That's a lot of stress. Yeah. I like what you said about comparing, you know, that we try to compare ourselves to other people so much. But if we let that take away from our joy, then we're letting it rob us of what we really want, of the whole reason why we started to kind of pick up those weird comparison habits in the first place. And I I think that it becomes sad if we let ourselves be robbed of just enjoying the moment, of just enjoying life, just because we don't feel like we measure up to everyone around us. So if whoever are listening have somewhat similar struggles, especially difficulties with accepting themselves, do you have any suggestions you want to give them? Well, specifically when it comes to reading, a lot of people um, kind of like say, okay, we just need to do really uh, intense intervention to make these kids better. And that's good. It's good to try to help kids improve their reading. But you need to keep in mind that you also need to make sure that there's moments where they they can breathe in and enjoy life. And if they find something they can enjoy, it can inspire them to do better in other areas. For example, if I enjoy learning about, um, right now I, I have my kids, so I enjoy learning about um, different bugs to be able to teach him about the different bugs. Wanting to know that information can make me want to learn you know, to learn how to read better. And I think to not force your kids to live just in their weaknesses, to not force yourself to live in your weaknesses and just just beat at your weakness until you think it gets better, but to really let yourself breathe and, and find things that you enjoy or that your kid enjoys that can just make life enjoyable. Because 
even though they have to be able to have knowledge to interact in society in the future, they're also alive now and they need to be able to enjoy um, what that means. Life is precious and it, it needs to have joy in it. I really like what you said about balancing advantage and disadvantage, balancing our strengths and weakness. That reminds me of positive psychology, which talk about how to help children find their own strengths and try to maximize that and really help children to be more confident. I know a lot of parents or teachers, possibly especially in Asian culture, tend to be quite critical, often say, hey, you are not doing well here, you need to do better there, which sometimes can be quite stressful for children. And I could imagine if a child has dyslexia, then this kind of criticism might be even harsh and more difficult for the children. I tend to be the kind of person that avoids criticism because I think that there's a lot of positive ways to motivate a person, really you need to make sure that it's not the majority of the kid's life, you know, that that they can have that moment too, as I mentioned earlier, to enjoy living. Then at what point parents and children with reading difficulties should consider finding a formal assessment to get a diagnosis? Is there any signals to distinguish between what is normal, easy, simple reading difficulties that can be improved versus what is real learning disabilities? You know, they say that most interventions to help improve reading actually happen better when, when they're younger. So if you're noticing any struggles or signs early on, it's important to address them because maybe they're just going to be small ones that will go away, but maybe not. It is important to address it. The younger you are, the more success there is to actually having a successful intervention. They have found that um, those that have dyslexia, it's, it's actually kind of a processing disorder. So the information, um, when it comes to your brain, rather than Rather than the normal areas of your brain lighting up, like in scans, you actually send the information to different places than somebody uh, who reads normally. And they have found that you can, in some ways, retrain that if somebody's younger. But, you know, you also have to keep in mind that um, how much retraining you actually participate in. So I think, uh, yeah, starting young, in doing that is a good thing. Things to look out for, um, basically, if somebody's having, uh, when they read, they have trouble comprehending, or if they're they're reading and their grade levels behind, things like that. And, and you always want to make sure that you've checked other things too, like maybe the kid has trouble with vision uh, and they just need a pair of glasses, or maybe they're actually having trouble hearing. And that's affecting their learning. You know, so you want to make sure that you check for all those things. But if those things are fine and your kid's still struggling, you should probably get go ahead and get tested. And when to start doing intervention, I think alternative learning should be used anytime there's a disparity in between reading level and grade performance. 
that doesn't mean that you stop the intervention, but it means that you allow somebody to actually still learn the other, the other knowledge that's out there without forcing them to do it through a medium that they struggle in. So at the end of this show, I want to ask you one final question. If some of our audience have difficulties accepting themselves, what is one thing you really want them to hear? You know, sometimes knowing that you need to accept yourself for who you are is a long ways from actually being able to do it. You know, at first, starting to break that negative speech habit that you can have in your head. And every time you hear yourself say that, try to replace it with, with something positive and say, okay, this is my first reaction, but how can I view it differently? How can I find something in this moment that gives me strength or enjoyment rather than despair or um, frustration? And, you know, it's not going to be perfect. Um, even years into it, sometimes you wake up and you're just, uh, you're like, why? <laughs> you know, I'm really mad that mad at the situation at the moment. But then you have to realize all the things that it can do for you and um, realize, you know, as I talk about in my little story, that it can make you more of an understanding person. And uh, this life is full of struggles. And if you didn't have anything to struggle with, it would make you a really insensitive person. Thank you for sharing with us all of this, Anna. So if some of our audience are really interested in your book and your YouTube stories, where can they find the links or the information? So if only I could, the book is on Amazon and it's if only I could question mark and then you'd have to write in my name, Anna Strange. It probably takes both of those phrases to find it because it's not, it's not, hugely popular. <laughs> um, and then um, the other way is, is I actually, I read it onto YouTube. So if you type in both my name and the title of the book, you should be able to find it there too. Great. I will put all the links to your YouTube video and to the book on the show note at deepintosleep.co. Thank you again, Anna, for being a guest today, sharing all this wonderful information with us. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I find Anna's story quite inspiring. Sometimes if we are able to change a perspective to look at the single challenge from different aspect, we possibly can have quite different opinions about it and possibly be able to find a way out on our own. So this is an episode about challenge, resilience, and coping strategies. Hopefully you find it helpful. You will find all the information about Anna on our show note at deepintosleep.co. Thank you very much for listening. I will see you next week. Sleep is an individual thing. We all sleep differently, and there is so much we can do to improve sleep quality. Keep hope and carry on. This podcast is for general informational purpose only and does not include the practice of medicine or other health professional services. Usage of the information we share is at the listener's own risk. And our content does not intend to be a substitute for any medical and professional services, diagnoses, and treatment. Please seek professional health services as needed.
Are you suffering from insomnia? I promise you, the CBTI method in my course will definitely help you. Even if several nights of better sleep, that would be a world-changing experience for you. I have had so many success from my insomnia patients who have taken this course over the years. If you know someone who are struggling with sleep, go to my website and check out my course at deepintosleep.co forward slash insomnia.